Good morning. Welcome to the weekly roundup of the news around Uganda. It is the 4th of April 2021. I am Lydia Lakonyero. In our first story, the National Organization of Trade Unions has expressed concern over the availability and safety of workers' money in the National Social Security Fund. This follows Matia Kasaija's letter to the president advising him not to assent to the NSSF amendment bill which allows workers to access 20% of their savings with NSSF. The union bosses yesterday castigated Kasaija's advice to the president as an abuse to their earlier negotiations that led to this amendment. 20% of the 100 shillings that I have there, you do not have it. Then the question is where is our money? If we cannot just simply access 20% of our savings, and they are raising a lot of suspicion as to how NSSF as a fund is functioning. Maybe all the money has been eaten, we have no money. These are now questions we need to be able to start uh, putting across. Is the money there? All the money has already been eaten and we have no money. Not to chairperson Wilson Asha Owere say they will call for the general council to discuss the way forward. We are going to have a meeting of the General Council, where the leadership of both NOTO and COFTO will sit together and make a decision. And that decision, once they make a decision, is what we are going to go with. Another thing, we are also going to write a letter to His Excellency the President, explaining to him all what we are explaining to you, the press. And we are going to give him facts and figures. Also in our national news, the Forum for Democratic Change has asked the government to investigate the conduct of doctors and nurses at Mulago Hospital over neglect of duty. Last week, the hospital neglected to separate co-joint twins of a woman named Joyce Alinga, a resident of Ojongo village in Kapelabiong district. Alinga delivered twin girls at Amuria district hospital, but moments after the caesarean birth, one of the twins was found dead while the other was alive. This prompted medics to refer the children to Soroti Regional Referral Hospital, who in turn referred them to Mulago Hospital. However, on reaching Mulago, Alinga failed to get an appointment with doctors for two days and opted to return to Soroti, which forced doctors led by Dr. Joseph Epodoy to take the risky surgery that was later successful. During a media briefing, FDC Assistant General Secretary Harold Kaija condemned the act of doctors at Mulago Hospital, calling for an investigation. Kaija hailed Dr. Epodoy for the heroic act that saved the life of the baby. But Dr. Epodoy getting them back and leading a team to separate the dead from the living. Because you wonder, when Mulago was sending them back home, were they sending them to bury both? Because since one was dead, the other one never. You, you, cannot, you, know, you cannot keep a dead person to live with one who is living. It is a story that must really be investigated and addressed. It is a story of success and, and a story of actual real mourning of our health sector. Also in the news, the Uganda Women Parliamentary Association, together with non-governmental organizations like Landnet, have advised the president to assent to the succession amendment bill that was passed by parliament on Tuesday. It was tabled as a private member's bill by Mbarara Woman Member of Parliament Rosette Mutambi Kajangu and later joined by the government. It provides for the distribution of estates of the deceased persons and also guardianship of minor children. 
The Kumi Woman Member of Parliament, Monica Amoding, has dismissed claims that the law is aimed at benefiting women, saying the bill will benefit both men and women. She says in the bill, a spouse of a deceased, whether a man or a woman, will be entitled to 20% of the property, dependents will receive 4%, the heir will get 1%, while the children will receive 75%. To, to call upon Ugandans to appreciate and to receive this bill in good faith that it is all for our good as families, as Ugandans, and uh, it is going to help us mainstream a lot of issues that we've been having in our households, in our families, uh, in terms of uh, uh, preserving uh, property for the intestates, people who die without wills. So generally, the bill has come to encourage Ugandans to prepare life when they are not here, to prepare their families when they are not on earth. The director of access to land justice at Landnet, Bernadette Bakide, said the principal home will be for the widow or widower and says the law has made a provision for a guardian who will manage the property of the children and they have incorporated penalties for mismanagement of these properties. The law also provides for the appointment of testamentary guardians. This is appointment through will or statutory guardians by a parent, by both parents, which was not the case previously, for his or her child or a customary guardian by the family in accordance with the rights and customs. And also it puts emphasis that no one shall deprive a pers another person of their parental rights. What you hear that Onomwana did not belong to our family, these ears are not of. No one has that right unless it is by court. In Koboko, bodies of four Ugandan taxi drivers shot dead along the Yei Juba Road in South Sudan have arrived in the district. Another body of a Ugandan border border rider who died in an accident in Juba was also returned. The five bodies were received at Elego border on Monday by a delegation from Uganda led by the Aswa Regional Police Commander Stephen Kaija amid heavy security deployment. I was called by the Minister of Internal Affairs to come and be with you. Now, I would like to say that let's not blame the government of Southern Sudan. These activities are done by individuals, they are not done by government. So we are one people. It is a pity that we have lost these people. Death is normal, but when you die in an abnormal way, it is really uh, very disturbing. So we grieve with you. We pay our condolences to you and the family of the bereaved. I'm very sure the mayor, I'm going to request the mayor, you get in touch with the ministers responsible and then they see how they address any grievances that will come on. I've been directed to make a report which I'm going to make and then I'll forward it and the mayors will follow up on the issues that will come along. A team of 30 vehicles and countless motorcycles escorted the bodies to Koboko district. The convoy arrived in Koboko at around 2.30 a.m. on Thursday morning and the bodies were taken for post-mortem examination at Borokolongo Health Center 3 in Abuko sub-county before being handed to their respective families. Some youth stormed Koboko municipality main street demanding to view the driver's bodies. They burnt tires along the Koboko main road. Authorities have advised that there should be no revenge against South Sudanese nationals living in Uganda. Meanwhile, the LC5 chairperson elect for Serere district, Stephen Ochola, is calling for increased funding to local governments so as to improve service delivery. Ochola argues that districts get only 13% of the national budget, but 9% ends up in paying salaries of staff and their allowances. He said the 4% that remains is too little to improve on service delivery and infrastructure development. 
Ochola, who has vast experience on how local governments operate, told the New Vision that most of the funds from the central government are released late and at times towards the end of the financial year, which makes them hard to be utilized. He explained that when funds are not utilized by the end of the given financial year, districts are required to send them back to the consolidated fund and make fresh requests, a process he said is time-wasting. He noted that the electorate sees the district leaders as inefficient because they fail to utilize the money for pressing development purposes. The budget allocation, last year it was 12%, and this year, uh, according to the figures they have released, they have even reduced it to 11% of the national budget. That percentage is so meager for the local governments to serve the people well. Because, you know, when you talk about uh, the road, the water, health, education, all those programs, the local governments which are implementing, the real service delivery is a local government. What the government can be proud of what they can practice all in local government is not in central government the central government gives a very little so so but a lot of money is taken to the center and yet little is sent to the to where the service delivery is and that's in the local government so to me especially i'm so much disappointed with this year when i heard that even from the 12 which has been meager our government has chosen to reduce it to 11 percent is so you know, disgusting to me our government should have thought of raising at least to 25 percent uh, of the national budget if they were giving local government at least 25 percent would you see how the local government would fail to serve the people still in Teso region the number of teenage mothers that have got fistula is increasing day by day, according to fistula experts. The executive director of Terewode, Alice Emasu Seruyange, says they have treated over 50 girls that got fistula in Teso, and she is worried that many more are in their villages suffering silently. Terewode is a women's community hospital that specializes in the prevention and treatment of obstetrics fistula based in Soroti. During the International Women's Day celebrations in Soroti District, World Vision reported that Soroti District alone registered 3,502 teenage girls that got pregnant. These girls are more vulnerable to getting fistula if they are not delivered from health facilities that have trained midwives. This is the reason Terewode convened a dialogue with midwives in 16 health facilities in Teso to chart a way of helping these youth, especially the girls who are prone to fistula if they are not looked after well. We are addressing an important concern of a rising number of teenagers who have been impregnated, especially during this period of the COVID era, and some of them are now reporting to Terewode Women's Community Hospital in search of care for fistula treatment. We are talking about teenagers who are aged below 19 years. This is quite an alarming experience. We are also responding based on the pilot project we had during the lockdown, April to June, in which we designed a, an ambulance project to go and rescue mothers who were in labor in the different rural areas. And during that period, it was very clear that majority of the ones who were stuck and could not access transportation to a health facility to deliver were teenagers. A 2016 study by the Minister of Health estimated that there are 200,000 women living with fistula and 1,900 new cases occur each year. And with that story, we come to the end of our weekly roundup of the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakonia. Good morning.